0: Pony Express. Check out their line of penetration testing devices, including the Pone Pad, the Pone Phone, and the Pone Pro. For enterprises, there's Pone Pulse, providing continuous visibility into wired, Wi Fi, and Bluetooth spectrums across all physical locations, including remote sites and branch offices. For all those hard to reach places, there's Pony Express. Visit them on the web at PonyExpress.com. Tenable Network Security, creators of Nessus, the world's best vulnerability scanner. Jumpstart your security program today and evaluate Security Center CV, the continuous monitoring solution. For more information, visit them on the web at tenable.com. Onapsis, the leading provider of solutions to protect ERP systems from cyber attacks. Customers can secure their SAP and Oracle business-critical platforms from espionage, sabotage, and financial fraud risks. Visit them on the web at onapsis.com. Welcome back, everyone, for the security news. The security nudes? Security news. Oh, wow. Larry. He get said your news. Mind out of the gutter. Joff, Michael, Carlos, and Jack join us via Skype as Larry and I are here in studio to talk about all of the wonderful, or not so wonderful, depending on your perspective, things that are happening in the security world this week. Where would the illustrious panel of Security Weekly folks like to start with the security news?
1: Uh,
0: Well, it'd be weird if we had like a WordPress thing to do. It would be weird, (laughs) right? It could be even our first one of this year. (laughs) And you know what's interesting, where is it? Uh uh, where i had a WordPress I know I did. Did I have a service and No you did. They they pop up like drunk girls at a prom. Fortinet S backdoor. Uh think like a criminal I did. I had I had a WordPress one in here. I saw it. Anyway, there is a WordPress one. I can talk about it because it is a cross site scripting in the WordPress engine itself. Now most people are like, Oh. Oh well WordPress is fine. As long as you don't install any any plugins plugins, and I run a WordPress server and I'm secure because I don't have any plugins. Larry, I don't know anyone that said that recently. Do you do you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Larry. No, no. Where do you go? Apparently, I for those.
1: I didn't actually say I was secure. I just said I think I had less to worry about. <laughs> so, looks like I got to update some WordPress sites tonight. <laughs> yep.
0: Uh, I I can't find really the link to the article. I don't know the exact uh, attack vector. Um descripting? scripting. Yeah, I'm sure if you search for WordPress. Cross-site scripting, scripting, I would be, a given a, be given a result or <laughs> two.
2: Yeah, just Google WordPress vulnerability. There won't be that many. Yeah, there's not sort. that many. <laughs> of...
0: It'll come right up. There's only 10,000-plus results on Google for that. Tens, tens of thousands. Tens
1: of thousands. Mm. Oh, God.
0: All right, so I suppose along those same lines, we should talk about uh, Adobe patches flaws in Adobe Reader because we've never talked about that before.
3: These are all so new. I got nothing, man. You guys are freaking
0: me out. I know. What is going on? Uh, For Windows and Mac uh, are vulnerable. Uh, And Adobe says, get this, Adobe says none of the vulnerabilities are being attacked in the wild. Because apparently (laughs) Adobe has insight into every computer on the planet and, and can determine whether or not They are being attacked using Adobe software.
1: Dem Dem crash reports, though.
3: So (laughs) Adobe is sky... Mm -hmm.
0: I I never knew this about Adobe. Apparently, Adobe is more powerful than I ever once thought. What
3: if I told you there was no Adobe?
0: (laughs) These are not the Adobes you're looking for. (laughs) Oh, God. God. Larry, you made an interesting comment. You said, uh, could they be basing this on the crash reports? Now... I did read a fabulous article last year about Microsoft and how they analyze crash reports to discover zero days. So you hit the nail on the head with a plausible theory (laughs) as to how (laughs) Adobe could, in fact, monitor every Adobe installation on the planet uh, that's provided you've enabled crash reporting. (laughs) Right,
1: and you click that little button that says, would you like to report this? But right.
4: that's if the uh, crash reporting software didn't
1: crash. crash. Right.
2: I was just going to say <laughs> that you, you've you've done that with Adobe software, right? Where you like click, there, or it pops up with the trying to restart and. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see
5: that. Let's just say that what prevents zero day to be in the reporting software that they add
4: in the crash. It's, of the... it's a good point, Carlos. Wow, wow we Carlos all... had to take us right to the twilight zone. <laughs> I like know. No, no and We go. all have Let's our evil right hats now.
0: on, and uh, we're First all version. full of shiny cheer and joy this evening.
5: First version, HTTP. <laughs> Second version, oh, now we added HTTPS, but we don't check certificates. Uh, third version, <laughs> yes. backdoor credentials that can access a listening service on the reporting software. Oh, fourth version. <laughs> <laughs> Just keeps going down the rabbit hole.
0: Um. Okay, anything else to say about Adobe?
4: No, I think we've pretty much... We hates them, my precious.
1: <laughs> we hates them, my precious. Jack, I oh, miss you. <laughs> I
0: was, I was going to say something. I don't know if I have authorization to say that, so I'm going to have to keep it to myself.
1: Wow. <laughs> wow. I'll tell
0: you guys after the show. Okay, okay. yeah, I was going to say, this is the first time for everything. Me, remind me to tell you after the show. Okay. Um, okay, so where do we want to go next? Do we want to talk Silverlight? Do we want to talk DHCP? Do we? Uh, oh, want Trend Micro. WordPress was my first story. Someone
2: could have told
4: me that. I'm. Hey, uh, WordPress was, was your hey, first. Hey, hey, Paul. WordPress was your first story. I uh, <laughs> uh, told you. <laughs> anyway, we could have told you. But we chose not you to. chose not you to. T- it's fine. It's fine.
0: Well, for those looking in the show notes, Mm -hmm. if you're interested in the WordPress uh, cross-site scripting attack, it is my story number one
1: Uh, Um, do you want
0: to talk about something not like vulnerability related do you want to go to like Bizarro World
1: yes,
3: (laughs) oh yes let's go to
0: Bizarro. Bizarro World let me ask you this question and you tell me if I thought I was like how bizarre this was. You tell me how if you think was Sean Penn really responsible for El Chapo's arrest. If I oh. you
2: doesn't that make it our time? To... I I have just one question is how did they manage to catch El Chapo and Sean Penn got away free?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh shit.
5: In, in reality it was that He couldn't keep it in his pants, and he was after uh, the lady, uh, Castillo, uh, the uh, actress in Mexico. And the guy just kept texting her and texting her. And initially, the Mexican police started monitoring the communications of the lawyer. From the lawyer, they found that he was talking with Castillo. Then it said, okay, now let's monitor the lawyer and Castillo, and let's find something in common between both of them. Oh, here's a couple of phone numbers. Let's monitor these phone numbers oh now we see a pattern in communication here uh... between this phone number a couple of the um, uh... big shots in the cartel now we know who's calling the shots, let's monitor their comps and all of a sudden oh he's going to be in a place and they're going to be meeting with Trump and Castillo uh... cool let's find out when they arrive at the airport and let's follow them oh now we follow them to this villa uh, big mansion. Okay, let's send the Marines in.
4: Uh, that's Callus, pretty much down. I, I, I think your packets just went through a straw.
1: <laughs> just saying <I'm... laughs>
5: uh, 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 so So, what, what's uh? You guys couldn't hear me? I could hear you. Okay.
0: Joff's just getting old. He's a hearing. Oh, aw, come on. I love you, Joff. <laughs> So in, no, in, in so in ha, case, so wait, is, how does the how does the
5: woman play play into <laughs> all this? I'm confused. The, 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 uh, she played uh, a cartel boss in a tel- telenovela in Mexico, and uh, she's very pretty. And uh, he was smitten by her, and he was going gaga for her. And he just and, and she kept kind of uh, playing him on the uh, text messages like, oh, nobody has taken care of me. And he says, no, don't worry. I'll take care of you. I'll take care of you better than I take care of my own eyes. And he kept kind of sweet-talking her. And when you look at his comms to his uh, guys, one of the things he says, oh, and she if she brings somebody in addition to Sean Penn, don't worry. Uh, let her. I, I want her to be happy. So he brought his entire guard down and broke OPSEC mm-hmm. because he could Keep it in his pants. In fact, one of the things that the Marines found was that he was taking testosterone shots uh, in his home. They found a, a couple of vials of testosterone and and with the injections in his room. Interesting. He was kind of prepping for her for her arrival. <laughs> uh,
1: so reading so, this article on this article uh, uh, is hilarious. Uh, yeah. Uh,
0: sorry, <laughs> calls to uh, changing gears. Larry's laughing at the <laughs> yeah. article because the the Sean Penn. I use this term very loosely. OPSEC <laughs> is <his> laughable at <laughs> best, which yes. is one and, of the main reasons why I added this story. And,
1: and the, the tweet from Christopher I can't Sugoyan. pronounce his last name is OPSEC advice. Use Signal on an iPod Touch connected via Tor. Don't chat with Sean Penn. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Segoyan. Segoyan, okay.
0: Yeah, he's my Armenian brother. We interviewed him on the. Okay.
4: Wait, wait! I was just thinking that that uh, Carlos needed to get off the island for a while. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. (laughs) To meet Sean Penn, Sean Penn, or something. Yeah, that's it. To go meet Sean Penn in another Latin American nation of some sort.
0: Oh boy! Yeah, the article is pretty (laughs) uh, hilarious, actually. Uh, When Penn tries to describe. The technology that he used. yes. But then in the same breath says something like, I've never even used a laptop. I'm 55 yeah. years old and I've never learned how
1: to use a laptop.
5: <laughs> this, when, when you look at his face you know that he's, he has the money to get the good stuff. Yeah. His, he, he doesn't this need is a true, laptop.
4: This is true. That's it. San Michelangelo lost it.
1: Yeah, we and went. Uh, he, uh,
0: you know, <laughs> he looks like he's been rode hard and put away wet. That's, that's, hey, uh, hey, hey leave El Chapoado. <laughs> 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 what, are talking about? what are we talking about now? <laughs> and,
5: and the thing is, the guy has ha, city, city. always kept city. such a good OPSEC, according to friends of mine for a government. They have told me he has very good OPSEC, he keeps moving. All of his homes have different tunnels with exits. All of the tunnels we have found, weapons in the tunnels, so he's ready in case we find one of the exits to fight it out. His guys are very well-trained, blah, blah, blah. And he broke all of the rules because he went gaga for this lady. Which I don't blame him after seeing her pictures, but... um, (laughs)
4: Exactly.
5: Not that we Google him. You know, it's funny. I kept
0: seeing comments and tweets about... I saw a couple after last week's episode when we're all google image searching uh, tia carrera yeah and like i see like a comment or a tweet here be like oh yeah i paused and i googled and yep you guys are right okay carry on <laughs> nice nice i thought that was good very nice very nice, nice. high five um
4: next story
0: yeah so do you guys think this is a good thing or a bad thing that microsoft has finally made a proper way to opt out of windows 7 8 to windows 10 computer upgrades good thing
5: oh that was so annoying that was so freaking annoying of yeah. constantly yeah. being harassed by the update program like you want to install windows 10 you want to install windows 10 hey by the way do you i want just to install- what a fix into your machine Do you want to install it? And go like, I never gave you permission to download gigs into my machine.
2: (laughs) Yes, you did. You clicked the EULA.
0: Mm -hmm. Jack, what do you think about that?
2: I think that if they flipped that and said, would you like to have Windows 7 back? um, I couldn't Mm -hmm. click fast enough. enough.
0: Oh, really? So you're not a big fan Mm -hmm. of Windows 10?
2: Uh, The updates... Unless you're on a corporate environment where you're managing it, updates are automatic, uh, no matter what. <laughs> unless you, uh, um, build, uh, unless you unplug your Ethernet connection,
1: which right. I did on this machine. Build the other day. quality
2: is garbage. Um, it's got video driver stability, kind of like Ubuntu did 18 or 20 years ago before Linux existed. Um, I mean, Damn. it's a steaming pile of shit. Uh, it shit? It'll be ready <laughs> in another five or 10 years. It, there's, hey, uh, I mean, there's some great things from the security perspective in Windows 10. But you can't uh, readily manage it. And I will say this, you you know, whatever you do, don't go to Office 2016 on that. Um, Office 2016 plus Windows 10 is uh, not supported uh, on Emmet, even the 5.5 betas. Wow. Run it, and you can't open or close files um, office 2016 is a pile of crap even if you're not running Emmett but if you are it's oh, unusable so is, I
4: think what, I think what Jack's saying is that
2: security and I mean, all, finally won. I'm the I'm the Windows apologist most of the time um, uh, there's some stuff I mean it, it's, it's one of my machines is uh, my travel machine is Windows 10 office 2016 and I wouldn't it's it's I, I may go BSD by the end of the this winter if this, Wow. This Well, but but now,
5: Jack, what if... Our experience has been different. Uh, I really like Windows 10. It's been super stable for me. I like the new UI stuff, but then again, I don't use Office 2016 on my machine. I use LibreOffice. So I don't know if it is that mix of... And then again... That that definitely
2: is a big part of it. Office 2016, just OneDrive doesn't work the way you expect it to anymore. People Windows 10 by itself uh, was good, but the update process annoys. Yeah,
4: in
5: my case, I'm running Enterprise. I'm, I'm uh, since I have an MSDN, I downloaded the Enterprise version, and that's the one I'm running in my uh, my ah, VM. So
2: that changes your uh, update process too. That changes a bunch of stuff. I just took the uh, the Pro upgrade uh, on. Uh, laptop that shipped with clean but eight one. yeah
0: check that's a good point you know it's an economic driver i think to upgrade your windows uh, seven or eight boxes right now microsoft's offering a free upgrade and they're making it easy now for someone that has like myself in the studio six or seven windows machines <coughs> yeah and i, I don't want to have to pay for an upgrade someday i'm like screw it guys we're going windows 10 while it's free and it hasn't been uh knock on wood no major issues yeah, but we're not, like, using those as our daily desktop either.
2: Right. If you're using it as your daily desktop with Office 2016, uh, a lot of folks have issues. Now, if you're not using Office 2016, even Office 2013 was a lot more stable on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but do them one at a time if video matters to you like it does to you, Paul. Um, I, I've heard that one from a variety of folks. That window, I mean, I've got no external monitors on now, and my video crashes every now and then. And it's, it's not... It's not unusual. Well, we haven't seen that issue. Yeah. No, but in, in my not,
5: case, since I'm living in Visual Studio and PowerShell ISE, I'm, probably mm-hmm. I, I don't dab with the other stuff. Um, hey,
0: guys, I, I wanted to ask you, Jack and Carlos, you guys use uh, <laughs> Windows more than I think the rest of us. Um, what, how come Skype has updates, like, seemingly every week? Like what are they updating? I don't read about any heinous vulnerabilities. I don't seem to get well, any new features. I also don't really notice any heinous bugs in the in the past
5: six months. Um, it, it is changing culture. One of the things that happened in Microsoft when Nadella came in, Nadella came from the cloud team. They were using an agile method where developers had to test their own code, not a central QA. They iterated fast. They had to run some code. And he's trying to push that culture all over the company. That's why you're seeing a lot of faster updates in Windows, a lot of faster updates in uh, the different products. Mm-hmm. And that's why you're seeing a lot of updates mm-hmm. in Skype. Oh, mm-hmm. we As we're progressing in code and we're fixing small bugs and small stuff, let's at least once a month release an update to it with whatever we have fixed so far, even if we have features or not. So they're kind of going to agile method like Facebook. Mm -hmm. Uh, but the funny thing is that Microsoft is moving into it and Facebook is going the other way, moving away from it because Facebook's now going like, no we need to be more stable and Microsoft decided we need to be faster but I think um, the quality of patches, the quality of updates, the quality of the product has gone down quite a bit Mm -hmm. with them taking this and firing so many documentation, so many of the testers, I think the change was too dramatic and they're trying to kind of like re-level, restabilize stabilize internally.
2: Yeah, Paul, another thing that, that most of us aren't going to see, remember that uh, Skype now is really link for business and so there are a lot of giant corporate users trying to use this in place of some other you know, Google WebEx Hangouts or Citrix or something, right? Yeah. And, and they're all horrible. It's one of those things that we don't—I just don't understand why they're all horrible. So that's part of it too. I mean, like as Carlos was saying, build quality. If you um, if you use Outlook 2016 uh, in plain text mode, which like one of the few things that's cool about Outlook is you can very easily strip all um, incoming emails to plain text, and then very quickly revert them if you actually need to read the HTML. Uh, And you can, you know, send and receive in plain text without crippling it. It's not like trying to go to pine or something. Uh, If you're in plain text mode and uh, try to add attachments, they disappear. Uh, And they usually kind of are just hiding in the background of the email, and they'll go when you send them. But not always, and then sometimes it crashes, and that's uh, (laughs) been known for Uh, five or six weeks now that if you add attachments in plain text mode, uh, you can't see them, and if you can't see them, you don't know they're there. They usually go, you know. know. And Microsoft's fix for it is just send HTML email, which is like, no, the whole point is... Mm -hmm. That's just one example.
5: And another thing, now you're seeing Microsoft pull stuff a lot more frequent than they used to before. Probably they would pull one or two patches a year. Right now, On every patch cycle, I have seen them pull a patch or pull an update. Like, for example, PowerShell uh, PowerShell 5 went RTM. Oh, we broke uh, a custom module path. Oh, let's pull it. And they had to pull that one. Uh, I've seen them pull a bunch of patches and reissued them because since my work at Tenable, we've worked with those uh, Patch Tuesday stuff. I see the guys having to scramble and rewrite checks every time they pull a patch and re-each of those so we can check for the correct versions of different files.
2: It's a mess. It's a mess. mess. Larry, did you
1: have
5: uh, Jack
0: or anyone else have stories you wanted to mention?
1: Uh, My two are very intertwined, and I'm really Mm. disappointed that John Strand isn't here. Here. Aren't we all? (laughs) Because uh, my story number two is uh, the Trend Micro API goodies from Tavis, Ormandy. This one was, was just awesome. Uh, Tavis goes through and talks about some issues that he found that uh, the Trend Micro, one of the Trend Micro products includes a password manager, which is written in JavaScript, primarily in Node.js. I heard about this post. <clears throat> And it yeah. has uh, HTTP RPC ports for handling API. And it took him about 30 seconds to spot one that permits arbitrary command execution
0: <laughs> and he used some interesting methods in this book. Someone was actually describing this to me this week. Yeah,
1: and it goes on and says, "No, don't do this." And so they find some ways to get get around mm-hmm. it, and then they uh, he's like, "Well, great, you did that one, but there's like 30 more that are a problem." Um, you need, as I've told you from the beginning, you need to do a full code audit mm-hmm. and and all of this type of stuff. Yeah, um, and it goes on and on and on and on. I installed the patch, but I can see they added a bunch of origin header checks yet. Um, great. I can get around the origin header checks. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you're not fixing the problem. You're just putting more Band-Aids on top of the problem, and it's not working.
2: Oh. It, it, it's can you imagine like being in a software company and, have, you know, opening an email some morning as you're drinking your coffee, and it's like... Tavis. I was looking at your software, and then you see the sender was Tavis. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, shit. Shit. Yep. Well, Shit. Oh, you know, yeah.
0: <laughs> if you can pick on s- security researchers, right, and say, well, you know, everyone's pointing out problems and everyone has issues with their software, right? Mm-hmm. But there are certain articles I read, and when I hear about this one, it's kind of like, yeah, but like the company just doesn't get it mm-hmm. when it comes mm-hmm. to security. And you hear researchers describe, like, yeah, I found some issues, and either they wouldn't fix them at all. They clearly uh, in their communications presented they <laughs> don't care about security or they're trying to fix things like, what was it, D-Link? or uh, uh, I think it was D-Link, right? Yeah. They're just putting Band-Aids, not fixing them and reintroducing vulnerabilities. That really just shows, and these researchers bring it to light, they show that the organization, at least the part they were interfacing with, no, it doesn't know anything about security or how mm-hmm. to write resilient code, and that, to me, scares me. And I hate to have a bias towards uh, certain vendors, but you know, this is a clear case where I'm like, "Whoa, this red flag." We've been covering the security news for ten years, right? So now I can start to say things about trends that we <laughs> that we notice. Mm-hmm. And when security yeah. researchers interface with a company like this, it means that company is producing very poor software. It's insecure. It does not have
2: integrity and red flag. Right. Well, th- interestingly, talking about the the company and how you do it, um, Jeremiah Grossman went on a brief rant maybe yesterday on Twitter talking about uh, you know a blanket policy for coordinated disclosure uh, uh-huh. is is not really workable because different vendors, different software vendors, uh, require different. Uh, processes you know Jeremiah said there are some companies that he has no problem whatsoever giving them you know 90 days out of the gate no questions asked because of the reputation they have and having worked with them before yeah you know and, and the nature of of what they're doing you know and so of pick on the easy target they're still far from perfect but if you you know you look at Microsoft and think about the implications and the number of, you know, sketchy patches that they've had to pull back, as we were just talking about, um, and the, in the significance of bad patches um, and what it takes to make sure you get it right. Um, if they respond quickly and they keep you updated, you know, that's cool. The, the people that threaten to sue you as soon as you, you know, point something, you point, you know, show them a Google search string, um, you know. It's, it's uh, I don't want to say screw them and paste Bennett or full disclosure it but there are people who you know would, would go that way and um, I think that uh, uh, there's really no I think he suggested like Yelp for disclosure where, mm. You, mm. Right, where you have right, a public right. community yeah. of uh, you know well, Microsoft <laughs> you know Microsoft gets a, a 4.2 out of 5 because every now we're and then we're going
3: to start making them more scarlet letters too I
2: uh, you know I, well it's 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 the answer, yes, yes. Yes. Yeah, the answer is yes, Jack. Yes. <laughs> well, it's like well, the, not, um, no, the big announcement like, no, this week. But Michael week, brings up a good point.
0: It's you know, I, with consumer, and it depends on the who the consumer is, right? Right. In in the case of mm-hmm. Trend, I don't mean to pick on them, but their consumer, their audience that they're selling to, is the end user, mm-hmm. who often is aren't well, the people that are reading is. Tavis's blog, right? Now, a, a story that mm-hmm. I have is when a corporation or University, as it were, right? We're having to be working at the time (coughs) is going to purchase software. It's a big deal. And integrity is important. Maybe Mm -hmm. not security, right? But you know what? We want a general feeling of integrity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hey, Paul, why don't you test the you know, the viability of this software.
1: It's it's like having that cleanliness rating on yeah. the window at the restaurant. And like
0: one piece of software, I'm like, well, I really didn't have to try hard and I found at least 50 points to do cross-site scripting. And I'm like, in this other one, they had to try a little harder. And it has issues, but it was, it was better. When you look at like, without even really sneezing, you find 50 cross-site scripting vulnerabilities. I'm like... This is a problem. This application has to have integrity. It's either gonna control a building automation, it's going to control a cash register, it's gonna control student grades, or it's gonna house student social security numbers. That system has to have some integrity to it. And if the security is so poor, then in a short amount of time, you can find all those problems. Now, the buyer of that software has the benefit of having some security analysis if they so choose. When the end user is concerned, that's not a driver, right? right? So I feel like consumer-based software is m- well, trend, way worse off.
2: Trend is first of all, Trend is not defending them, but a couple of things to keep in mind. Trend sells a ton to the enterprise, mm, but it's no not way. as much endpoint. Yeah, I mean they're top 5 they're not they're a top single,
3: five security vendor, just
2: so it, But they're not a, um, you know, they're not just endpoint protection. They have a whole bunch of different things. Uh, a lot of it acquired through acquisition. And so if you, you know, we go back to our friends at Adobe and think about what they inherited from Macromedia <coughs> or, you know, of some of the things that sun has, that, you know, that came from sun to Oracle. And you, know, yeah. you look at this mess and that's no reason, or, you know, you want to pick on the, the orphans scattered across, you know, semantic or McAfee. That's um, no reason to neglect them, but there are a lot of things that are, um, that are neglected code. And um, it, it doesn't mean that they're not, they're, you know, exposing their customers to stuff they shouldn't. But it's, uh, it's not an easy one. And as far as you know, I, I don't know. It's. I think that we have some challenges in in universal uh, standards. You know, like th- there's a big deal that GM finally has a bug bounty, but the wording of the bug bounty, oh some, people were, some people were thrilled by. And a few other folks, uh, Charlie Miller in particular, was not happy with the, the wording of the bug bounty because basically it said either... It said, uh, according to Charlie, I haven't read the whole thing, so this is... you know But I'll, I'll take Charlie at his word. If you agree to play by the rules of our bug bounty, we won't sue you. Like, yeah. oh, that's great, but what... How do you interpret the, the rules? rules? Are dumb and Yeah, so the... Right. But the the implication there is stray away from our interpretation of our rules, which we can rewrite at whim and we'll sue you. It's like, ah, really car manufacturers. Also,
5: also that means if you find something and you're not part of that bug bounty, that means you're gonna sue me
0: if I
2: report Mm -hmm. it?
0: (laughs) Well, and I think that as much progress as we've made in uh, trying to make sure the cars are more secure and even more safe, I think that's being trumped by technology right now i mean because they're essentially computers with wheels and if you look at the cas coverage (laughs) this year there's more damn computers with wheels coming out than ever before in fact they're moving more towards and i heard this on on twit we're talking about uh autonomous vehicles yep yeah like so instead of uber like i get in an autonomous vehicle Yep.
5: Uh, uh, also paul we have to be realist um I have not met one single person that that writes code and doesn't have bugs in their code. Oh, sure. There are, always, there are always going to be bugs. Either you're a security company or you're not a security company. The way I see it is, how do you handle people coming to you with those bugs? That's the mm-hmm. big... And, and you can see with FireEye when initially uh, those guys found a bug on their, uh, on their kit and they went all hardcore lawyers and everything against them and they got a very big backslash uh, from the community itself and then you see uh, the second time somebody reported stuff in their kid they went like, oh thank you we're gonna work on this thank you for reporting it oh you're so awesome and their attitude and the way they handled everything completely changed I think it's, uh, that's where we need to focus is how do we Respond to this stuff and how do we fix it quicker, rather than just going like, "Oh, a security company with a bug." Yeah, they write code. Everybody writes code, right? Everybody makes mistakes.
4: Well, I think the thing that you're pointing out there, Carlos, is the uh, that 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 when uh, the, the the bugs are revealed and 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 they are through research activities, uh, it, if it's a security company in particular, um, if you're going to survive. Then you need to come clean out the gate. If you throw your army of lawyers out there and you get defensive uh, from from um, you know day one, uh, you're going to lose a lot of respect in the industry. I mean, that's that's just a
3: fact.
0: Yep, Michael, you're way too quiet. I'm no, I'm I'm worried. You have me worried, Michael. Th-
3: no, again, the- I, I I'm at a point where I'm just trying to learn. I mean, I I mean, I think it's I'm I'm fundamentally interested in all of it. In um, I've looked at some research recently not related to this, and one of the stories I think, um, Joff, you put up was about the doorbell and the Internet of Things. I'm advising more startups now, and so I'm actually just processing the point at which – here's the question that came to me earlier today, and and I'm I'm processing it heavily while I'm listening to you guys talk. We talk a lot about segmentation. Is that always the right answer? What if it's already there? What if it's already – right? you already pointed out all the companies that have grown by acquisition. Hmm okay, well, segmentation might not be possible or cleaning the code might not be possible. So so I guess part of me is wondering how much of this is dogmatic and we need a change. How much of it is we just need a change, forget dogma. And then how much of it is what's the real issue? I mean, like when we look at like credit cards and, and stuff, you know, it's. Um, I had some good conversations today around some research, that, so I can talk about it more in two weeks, but it's, it's um, let me just say it's interesting. <clears throat> It, it got me thinking stuff really differently and uh, so I, the reason I'm quiet is I'm just really reflecting on it I don't I don't have answers I have a lot of questions mm. yeah. and, and, and,
5: and in my case I have a, a gripe with many of the new startups that are coming out there and is that they're commoditizing their products they think about uh, the stuff that they put out there as something commoditized and they never take into consideration the lifespan of that product and take I think it's key. We need to update this thing. What procedure are we going to have to update this thing? I'm seeing a Let lot me, of people. You know what? Let me. That I,
3: that I don't that mean that. to cut you off, Carlos, but that's that's one of the things I learned from Paul. Every time I sit with a um, a new startup now, if they're doing anything that's even remotely product related, I ask. Right, and Paul, I got this from you. I, I have three questions. Where did you get your chip? How is the chip updated? Uh, and then, how, how do you plan to update it? I'm sad to say most of the startups I talk to you say, oh, that's a good question. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it's, I'm a huge fan of the cloud now for just that reason. I mean, even if you do have a hardware device, you still have to worry about updating that hardware device. But as I see more products come on this market, I'm increasingly more behind the ones that have some kind of cloud component. Why? Because they can update their software in the cloud and poof, it's updated yeah. for everyone. But, I yeah. don't have to wait for a yep. user to, yep. now, Click a button. I, I, I work for Tenable, right? Nessus has been around for a really <laughs> long time.